So hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today I had online coach Larry Doyle in for a chat and Larry is a man who has been in the industry over 17 years. He is a bundle of knowledge and he's a man I've learned actually an awful lot from. It was great to get a conversation with him and we went through a wide range of topics from how to overcome gym anxiety in the gym, how to have different success metrics throughout a fat loss journey than just the scale and the importance of muscle building aside from physique and aesthetic purposes. I learned loads this episode and I hope you do too. If you enjoyed the podcast, share will be much appreciated on your stories. Larry Doyle, welcome to the podcast. How are we getting on? Evan, it's an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much for coming on. Larry, you're a man who has been in the industry a long time, very experienced, has a mountain of knowledge. Where, just for the people listening, I suppose, where did you come from, I suppose, and just a bit of your, your background story, I suppose, a bit to give a bit of context of who you are in case anyone doesn't know you. Yeah, so I've been working in the industry for the last 18 years. Mm. Um, gone through a bit of an evolution in the career path and starting off in leisure centers and teaching swimming lessons and getting qualified in step aerobics and all these yeah, things that yeah, I was yeah. never going to use ever again. But uh, evolved into doing some personal training, taking on some clients, working into small group studios in Dublin and going out on my own. And now where we are with Fully Based Online after leaving the in-house scene, mm. it's been a bit of an interesting journey over the last 18 years through it all. Yeah, definitely. I was just laughing there at the step aerobics and that I remember back in the personal training thing, like I remember I could not do it and that was, could have nearly failed your uh, your, your little cert, like you know what I mean? 100%. I couldn't count a phase or a beat, I don't know what you call it, but. <laughs> we had to do the introductions and I'm left-handed. We all had to do the introductions Same, off the right-hand side. And it's like, oh, we're going to go to the left, but you have to go to the right. And it's, I was, I got qualified, but I was like, Larry, we're going to qualify you but we know you're never going to teach step aerobics. That's why we're giving you the pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. Cool. Sound. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get you, I get you. So you came from a bodybuilding background, Larry, didn't you? Like you came from a bodybuilder background. That's an interesting one because now you're working with a lot of general population, general population clientele and that. So I suppose just how was your experience bodybuilding? Was there much positives, negatives? How did you find it all, I suppose, to where you are now? Yeah, so like throughout my journey with bodybuilding, a lot of people thought, I just coached bodybuilders or gotcha. bikini athletes or whatever it may have been. But I was still coaching the exact same people now okay. that I was back then as well too. Oh, okay. Because it's going to be perceived because you're putting it out there that, you know, sharing. This was before I would have done like some maybe educational content around my uh, social media platforms and stuff. I would have just put me up in big and stupid looking and lifting heavyweights and stuff. Mm -hmm. So everyone assumed that's what Larry does. But I would have came from a rugby background initially, uh, got a bunch of injuries, got into the career that way kind of enjoyed getting bigger and stronger. And I was like, oh, I'd like to get a lot bigger and a lot stronger. Gotcha. Got into the whole physique side of things, competed over a couple of years um, to where like a lot of people have this really bad image of the bodybuilding side of things. Mm. And that you have to hate yourself and have this self-loathing and there's all this uh, fueled by something that went wrong in your life kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I got into it because I just like being big and strong and I enjoyed the process of I guess, testing your body about how you can bring it to its limits and explore the boundaries of what is capable there. It wasn't for likes or shares or kind of mm. adoration of the public or whatever, because yeah. people don't care about bodybuilders. Yeah, yeah. The other is the thing bodybuilders don't realize. But it was the whole process of, uh, I guess, personal development, improvement from that perspective. Mm. And then testing yourself against others from that point. 
Because again, like if you're going to do all this stuff development, it's like, well, you might as well test it as well too. And we're better than on stage against your peers. So um, as far as like negative experiences that we were talking about cutting weight and, yeah. and doing silly things there beforehand, because there's a lot of parallels between both our sporting endeavors that we would have gone through. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of extremes that comes with it. But much like being the jockey or whatever as well too, it's like you understand that it's completely like yours to own. 100%. That there's no one forcing you to do it. That's exactly no it. No one gets you and puts you on the saddle or no one puts you on the treadmill or the, the stairmill or whatever mm -hmm. it might be. And once you understand that this is my thing and I completely own it and there's no one forcing me to do it, I just get on with it because it's my choice. But like when you think about it, and I'll put it, I'll phrase it this way to people, it's like there's nothing more luxurious than getting to train two to three times a day and eat six meals a day. Mm. there's nothing more luxurious mm -hmm. you're just eating you're intentionally eating less food yeah yeah. where yeah. other people are like starving and dying and not able to afford food and do all this crack we're intentionally choosing to eat less and exercise more getcha that's the most luxurious thing you could possibly do mm. and people talk about it being hardcore I'm like no it's not getcha that actually it's a great way of looking at it I suppose mm. isn't it because a lot of people won't look at it like that and that's no. the reality of it and uh, I actually never heard that kind of an outlook on it it's in a very positive outlook on it when you think about <laughs> it you're as you said, you're purposely giving yourself less food where there's another poor fella not able to find food. Mm. I suppose that's the that, that's the matter. And as you said, it's your own choice. It was my own choice. And it's when you accept that, it's it's not near as bad, but, is it? But it's easy mm. because you're not forcing yourself to do it. The second you start forcing yourself to do anything, whether it's a job or relationship or studies, whatever it might be, you're not going to enjoy it. Exactly. And um, that's a good one, actually, because I found... It was at that moment, it kind of dragged out maybe over a few months where I was like, right, I'm not liking this race. And that's when it became mature. And that's when I was like, no point doing it anymore. Do you know what I mean? So that was kind of the light bulb moment where I was like, right, let's finish. But I think there's something good comes out of all that nearly. You probably look back and you're absolutely delighted you went through that testing period like obviously there is challenging moments in it as well you know mm -hmm. and I look back and I'm like just happy days I, I'm delighted I went through a hard period it makes oh, it, it makes, makes character it. right mm -hmm. as well it's like you're not just building muscle you're building character and when you can so I'll, I'll talk to clients about this who really dedicate themselves to certain phases of their training or other phases of their lives it's like you've already proven that you can do something substantially special mm whether it is in your career and you're, you're the MD of the company or whatever it might be, it's like you have the blueprint for success. Now let's look at the parallels we can drag across into your health or fitness or your fat loss or your muscle gain or whatever it might be and like drag them in. And now all of a sudden it's like, it's far less hard. It's, it's much easier. You can break down the barriers because it's like, well, how was I successful here? Okay, I dedicated time, effort, energy, studied up, got help, got a mentor, got whatever. Mm got success. Yeah. Cool. Do the exact same thing in something else. Because now you like draw that parallel. I'm like, okay, now it's less daunting. Mm. Fat loss isn't as hard all of a sudden or health gain or whatever it might be is the goal. Yeah. Because like they have that blueprint, just copy and paste. Great way of looking at it again. Different thing. Isn't it? Isn't it though? Great way of looking at it. Yeah. As I'm thinking there again, you'd always, when you say something like that, you think of putting in yourself in that situation, right? Is that something that you went through? I remember like back in when I was working for a person, I always said, if I can work here for that two years, go through fairly kind mm. of hardship, you know, found it fairly challenging, I can now do anything. I remember when I was left, I was like, I can actually work anywhere. I can do anything because I actually was able to go through that, you know. That's mm. the exact same as you said, it's parallels. But you learn from 
that employer or boss or experience that you you don't just learn it from the good, but you learn from the bad. Mm-hmm. It's like I can draw experiences from this and look at how their business may have been better or how I would change it or how I would operate it different as opposed to that guy's an asshole. Screw him. Exactly. Because people come out bitter and negative, but it's like, okay, how can I take that negative and put it into a positive and say, what can I draw from that to make it a better experience or how would I change that? And now you've learned. Yeah. As opposed to just someone who strikes it lucky, wins the lotto. That's not a platform for success mm-hmm. or a blueprint for it. But now you can learn from the negatives and draw that across again too. So there's, there's always... I'm a painfully glass half full kind of guy and you'll yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But like there's a lot to be taken from all that. I agree. You I, can look at it negative or a bad experience. Cool, it's an experience. Learn from it. Yeah, yeah. And that's the way, the exa- that's the exact way I'm looking at it. Like there was challenging times but it actually makes you, as you said, you learn from the bad experience but then there's there was obviously good experience involved in it as well, you know, and you can put it all together. It's actually your even just there listening to you talking to you for 10 minutes is good old uh, your, your the way you look, look at something is interesting enough actually to be honest it's wise old owl yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's actually an interesting one so I suppose Larry um, put, going on from going on from that a little bit I suppose you're working with I, I, I'd i imagine would it be primar- primar- primarily kind of fat loss body composition general population that kind of yeah. Yeah. So I suppose you're the exact same as myself. You're having probably a clientele who is fairly similar, I suppose. Now, the days we're living in now, I suppose we're seeing people are struggling a little bit more with their weight. People are, obesity levels are on the rise Mm -hmm. still, I suppose. Why do you feel that is? So in Ireland, there's an interesting statistic now at the minute. Well, it's, it's not interesting. It's pretty bad. It's that we're second to Malta in terms of the rates of mm. overall obesity. Saw that, yeah. And Malta's a pretty cool country. <laughs> you can do loads out there, whatever. But becoming second in that chart is not an impressive stat. Mm. So, like people talk about the personal training market being saturated, we're not doing a good job mm. because you know, obesity rates are climbing. So it's whether we need to portray that in a better way or kind of re-educate around focus uh, around fat loss and education around that, that's probably going to improve it. But it is a, an alarming statistic and it's something that I think we're still going to see climb for a while. Definitely. Until it's tackled at kind of a grassroots level with that as well too. Um, how do we start combat? How do we uh, make it more accessible and understandable? Is like to simplify it that little bit more. So coming back to those analogies again, it's like how simple can we make it mm. to allow someone to gain traction, to gain success, to uh, become a healthier, fitter version of themselves? It's to probably not purely look at fat loss as the goal is to look at maybe some performance or looking at health gain. It's looking at all these other factors mm. as opposed to just purely fat loss because that's like weight up, weight down, success, failure. And there's nothing else. There's no other parallels to draw in terms of health gain. Definitely. Because the more health you can gain, well, the less there's going to be obesity, right? Yeah, big time. And I suppose it's, you have to think of, right, you have to try and explain to a person or a person needs to kind of understand how they feel at that moment. Let's say if they, let's say a person says, right, I want to lose 10 kg. It's not they want to lose the actual 10 kg. It's they want to kind of feel, they want to feel the benefit of losing that weight. That's mm. the t- mechanism behind it all, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. And like people will say to me like, oh, there's, it, it's a really interesting thing because there's kind of this health switch now at the minute but people will say like um, they're kind of embarrassed to almost say that I want to look better naked but like it still boils down to you want to look better naked yes or no 100% they, and anyone that says that they don't they're lying I agree unless you're on a deathbed or something like that cool we want to improve your health and all that but you'd still probably prefer to be looking better naked on that yeah. deathbed as well too but like it's looking at those things 
And again, like people say, oh, like I'm, I'm really sorry to say this, but I'd like to lose like 10 kilos. But like, mm. again, there's a byproduct of that. You're going to feel better. You're going to look better. You're yeah. going to move better. You're going to have a better quality of life. You're going to be fitting into better clothes probably as well too and probably boost your confidence and your, you know, your self-confidence and all these things. Like, and that's a huge thing to have. But again, people will just purely chase the scales. Yeah, yeah. But that, they overlook. But again, see, they're, they're chasing a feeling that they don't really know or understand because mm. they haven't felt confident or they haven't felt that energized or they haven't felt untired for mm. a long time. So, you know, people don't realize how bad they're feeling it's until they normal. feel good. It becomes more normal, exactly. So now it's to bridge that gap for us as trainers to mm. kind of educate them along the way. But it's not till they get there till they really feel it. Like, oh, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, and it's a very hard thing to describe something you've never experienced. Like you telling me about falling off the, the horse, giving <laughs> up the defense. I was like, that sounds like a really nice. bad time. But like, <laughs> I can't understand how it is because I haven't been through it where you can really like talk around the process. And Yeah. You know. Yeah, no, I, I agree big time with you because so a person, a, a lot of the time people will go through maybe uh, one thing people really struggle with is the consistency, I think, isn't it? People struggle with consistency because I think it's a little bit relying on motivation and expecting that they want, that that that, that, that they should be motivated all the time. But the fact of the matter is, like, it's going to go up, it's going to go down, there's going to be dips. And a lot of the time, people don't hit that proper kind of motivated feeling until they start seeing changes and feeling changes mm. themselves. Would you agree with that? Yeah, like, and it's going to be, um, it is on a, the ever-moving kind of continuum with that with. Uh, motivation mm. it's going to come and go and it's like you'll get someone and they'll they'll get on the the wagon and such and they'll do two or three weeks and everything is nice and shiny but mm. then like there's going to be a period where it slows down or they'll have a a rate of loss that isn't as great as the previous weeks and now all of a sudden oh, well i didn't get the results i'm just not motivated now mm-hmm. and it's like again it's up to us to kind of be able to educate around that to say like well actually you need to stop looking for motivation and we need to find ways to make it easier that you can have more success with the diet as well too, or with the transformation that you're trying to go through, or the lifestyle adjustments that you're trying to make. But again, it's to remove the focus purely off that. Yes, weight loss is the goal or fat loss is the goal, mm. but it's to have other metrics to track as well too. Okay, maybe the weight didn't shift this week, but look at your heart rate, it's gone down or your blood pressure has gone down as well too. And there's all these other health markers. And that, you know, we keep moving that needle in the right direction. Well, now that's another win as opposed to just pass, fail, scales, up, scales, down. Yeah. So yeah. the more we can take that focus off that, shift it back to other areas, because they're going to improve that. And as a, a byproduct of improving all those other areas, you're going to get fat loss as well. Down she goes. And more buy-in. So mm. then you get more success. But it is, it's a very tricky one to talk someone into that. They just scales. Yeah. That's it. I think it's because a person's in a desperate want of change as well. And they want it to happen very fast. They don't want to hear that... They want it to happen ASAP. Mm. They don't want to hear the long game, like, you know yeah. what I mean? But the fact of the matter is, there's habits built up could be for 10 years for some person, you know, and that's not that's not going to happen overnight, isn't it? There's that saying of you go 10 miles into the woods, you've got to turn around and walk 10 miles to get back out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So it's like, it, no, right, okay, you could be accumulating poor health and, and weight gain over 20 years. It's not going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. But again, it's looking at that process of, you know, you'll ask someone, okay, you're 35, 37 like myself, what does 40 look like? What does 45 look like? Because mm. when I was younger, when you were younger as well too, still young, but when you're <laughs> young, <on>. younger, um, <laughs> that you're looking at, okay, just the next race or the next competition or the next sport and event or whatever it might be. You're not thinking about the long game. Mm. And it's not till you get into your middle thirties and kind of have more responsibilities and you're looking at, you know, mortgages and savings and all these other factors of the long game there 
It's like, well, how can we play the long game with your health? Yeah. And start to improve that. And again, it's shifting that focus that little bit more. And that's again where people have just start picking up that success massively. Yeah. It's a, when that, when that kind of switch flicks in their head, it's, it, they're, they're laughing, aren't they? Yeah. They're laughing when they actually do accept that it is the long game they're playing and they're doing it for a reason to actually benefit their health. The person yeah. will always get brilliant results. Let's see, at someone who's the younger age, they don't really have that why mm, yet. Exactly. And because they haven't had enough things happen in their life, right? Yeah. Uh, hopefully at that point. But then you have someone who has kids or they've got bigger responsibilities or, you know, wanting to climb the ladder and work so they can, you know, pay off the bills, do whatever. Now you can start leveraging off that health that bit more. It's like, okay, well, how will that feel if you drop two shirt sizes or if you drop two dress sizes when you go into work? Will you be performing better? Because now you can think better. You're less tired and fatigued and you have mental clarity and you have a bit of focus and more drive and you can culminate all that into their training and their exercise and their health and lifestyle as well. Mm. That I'll, I'll say that to clients all the time. It's like, don't be surprised if you start getting promotions or if you start getting a raise because all of this connects back to your overall health and well-being, which connects into your performance, which connects into everything else. Your relationship, everything. Everything moves up. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't have to become this like teetotal and like, you know, drop the lifestyle completely no. and all this kind of crack. But it's like, everything will start to level up as that, you know, your health starts to improve. Skills will drop again as a byproduct of that. And it's it's quite addictive. But again, it's, we have to educate them around that long process of it too. Yeah. It will happen, but it's just through repetition. And it's not through like, only turning up when you're motivated. Because exactly. that just, it won't happen. The fact of the matter is, you're not motivated all the time. I'm not. No. But if you get to a point where you're enjoying the process, you're, you're, if you get to the point where you're feeling the benefits of, of it, you're feeling the benefits of eating decent quality food, you're feeling the benefits of getting stronger, you know what I mean? That's mm. your drive, isn't it? Well, this is where you can get other elements of instant gratification mm. as well too because, okay, well, okay, scales is not responding. We know there's many different factors that are going to influence that. It's not just like, uh, input and output and it's all equal but if you look at okay did it get stronger it's like is there an extra kilo on the bar cool that's success mm. is that you can get immediate instant gratification with that as opposed to well probably going to take a couple of weeks before we see any noticeable changes here in your physique or mm. on scales but it's just again shifting that focus you need to give them something yes because there has to be buy-in right because if you're doing all the things and we do all this and we're like okay you're going to feel great months down the line but one month in there's nothing really happening mm. they're like well I could be spending this money elsewhere. I could be investing my time elsewhere. So I'm gone. Mm. They still need to get that result. Yeah. Right? And it's still like, we, we love to talk about this, the health gain and the long game and the buy-in and all this crack. But it's like, still need to get them fat loss. Oh, 100%. Because that's... That's the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. don't care about the rest of it for now. Mm -hmm. But immediately, that's the goal. So this is how we need to, again, give them a bit of what they need and a bit of what they want. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. up. No, oh, yeah. 100%. Definitely. They need that little... Everyone needs that little bit every single week of like, lovely things are going the right direction, but the scale over time mm. will go down if you're in a deficit, likely will go down if you're in a deficit. That's the reality of it probably. Mm. But it's not going to go down every single week possibly, you know, and it's certainly not going to go down every single day, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that's really important. One thing you touched on, Larry, there a few minutes ago actually was actually a good one, that people are actually afraid to say, I want to lose this amount. And I think there's a lot of things... Uh, a lot of things on social media, I suppose, kind of uh, mm. around this, that you're a bad person if you want to lose weight. There, that's not the case. No. That, that's not the case. F some some people want to lose weight when they really maybe should not want to lose weight. But for the majority of people, if a person wants to drop some body fat, feel more confident in their clothes, feel better in themselves, 
that's not a bad thing. Like, do you know? Not at all. And like, there's this kind of, um, yeah, screw it. I don't care. It's like the, the health at every size movement. Mm. I'm not buying it. You mm. know, with, with people who are grossly overweight, they are going to be moving further away from being diabetic or pre-diabetic or having higher blood pressure or having, uh, you know, a far higher risk of cardiac disease, etc. So the further we can move them away from that higher end point, the better their quality of life is going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, again, look at lifespan and health span and all these things. And it's like, what is both of those, extending both of those as long as physically possible, doesn't happen with health at every size. Mm. Some people, yes, absolutely, because we're coming from two very disordered backgrounds. Exactly. Not personally with both of us, but it's like there is a, a gross uh, amount of people coming from those backgrounds who have very disordered approaches. Might look very healthy, mm-hmm. but don't do any healthy approaches at all. Yeah. So it, it doesn't mean that, okay, you get leaner and lighter, that you're just automatically healthier as well too. There is a, a threshold you will pass. Mm-hmm. But it's this middle ground. Like we're not talking about people being jacked or shredded or, no. you know, being inside out lean. Nobody really wants to have that because that's a hard job to maintain that all year round. Mm-hmm. As much as you might think it's fantastic to have abs, it's a good bit of a job for most people who aren't genetically predisposed to have that. But if this is this middle ground where you're feeling a bit better in your clothes, you're moving a bit better, you can chase the kids and not be out of breath, mm-hmm. all these things. That's really what people want. Yeah. And feeling a little bit better about themselves, which will be boosted by dropping some weight. Because you get that little, you know, a lot of people don't have that thing where they can create leverage or create wins or kind of have that success. Because they're not, they stop playing sports, they stop engaging in other activities and they haven't got that driver that's there and that can be you know you can get that from weight loss or health improvement or whatever it might mm. be and they can gamify it and they feel really really good about it but they almost feel guilty about it then as well too yeah by doing something selfish for themselves i the, agree the most selfish thing you can do is to be unhealthy mm-hmm. because yeah. you're reducing quality of life for everyone else that's around as well too so and this is not like just a sales pitch to like buy stuff for me and heaven. No, it's not like, at all. Like, yeah. It's like, that's what we're passionate about. It's like helping people out where they can actually become better versions of themselves and be more tolerable as a partner, as a parent, as a work colleague, as whatever else it might be as well too. This is where there's huge value that people just overlook. But still, it's fine to lose weight. Exactly. I, I think the biggest thing out there was that there's a middle ground. You know, one end of the spectrum, it's not going to be good for your health. But on the other end of the spectrum, then if you're gone too severe, let's say which like uh, it's you're it's probably going to have negative impacts on your health if you're gone to 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 either end you know what i mean mm-hmm. there is a middle ground you know and it's okay to people like because the reason that that stood out to me there was that um like a client or a person was saying to me the other day that they were just talking about they were nearly afraid to own up to be it a friend or a neighbor that they were they were Try, attempting to drop a little bit of body fat just make a little bit of change because they just simply weren't happy in themselves you know and, and it's completely fine like it's completely fine if you want if, if yeah. you know but see this is the thing you're going to be uh, you're going to be a dry shite you're not going to be out with us now on the weekends mm. and now uh, you can't do that because they're avoiding all these things they, like everyone wants to be healthier and fitter mm. everyone no one wants to be feeling crap mm-hmm. and like now when you step outside of that circle you're kind of saying that I'm going to improve myself but they'll try to drag you back into that because they're not at a point where they're ready to change yet. So don't you dare change. And there is a bit of nonsense that carries on with that. But this is where it's, again, you have to be selfish because you're doing it for yourself. Mm. You're the one who's going to be feeling better. You're the one who's going to be performing better. You're the one that's going to be doing all these other things that are vastly improving your lifestyle. They're not. They're still going to be doing that thing and they'll just sub someone else in instead of you when you leave as well too. Mm. 
you know, and we, we spoke about this just beforehand where we were talking about like the alcohol culture and the drinking culture, that if you stop or you change that habit, that will piss off then, go on and go ahead, do whatever, you fitness freak, you know, this kind of thing. And yeah. people are afraid of that judgment. And there will be a bit of judgment, but those individuals who say that kind of thing, they don't give a shit about you. No, no, no. In the slightest. Yeah. And they, they, a lot of They're it, not friends. That's the thing. Mm. That's the thing. And like, there's always a middle ground. And like, that's not even to say that a person has to sacrifice their whole life. Like, you know what I mean? It's not the case, but just something does have to give somewhere along mm. the line. If a person is wanting to drop body fat, you know, that little bit of awareness maybe needs to come in maybe at the weekend, every few weekends. You know what I mean? Something does have to, get, have to give. And that's kind of the yeah. reality. I suppose balance is important but balance like is different for everyone isn't it like listen people's interpretation of balance is <laughs> like going out on the weekend getting smashed that's imbalance that, yeah 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 you know what I mean yeah. like this is it, you're looking at the whole thing it's like is that actually balance it's not because yeah, you're, yeah. you're getting out of your mind balance is going out being able to enjoy a meal and a drink and going home and being relatively okay with it mm. that's it Anything, anything past that is like imbalance mm. much like going to the gym six days a week is imbalance as well too mm-hmm. that's not balance yeah. so again there is that fine line and like Everyone we work with, for the most part, just wants to be able to go to the gym, lose a little bit of weight, feel a little bit stronger, be a bit better. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to set the world on fire. They're not trying to break world records and anything. There's loads of other coaches who can do that. Yeah. But it's this middle ground where you just feel that bit better and it vastly improves your life. Mm, definitely. That's who we deal with. And it's it's quite a simple thing to do, but it's it gets massively um, confusing and conflicting and, messages yeah. and overcomplicated and... All this thing, and like again, social media is a lot to play for it. But thankfully, like for yourself, putting out great content about that where you can mm. simplify it that bit more and it reaches a lot of people. Where now it's like, wow, the laughing about the mashed banana thing, right? Oh, so yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah, I got some oh, stick for that. <laughs> so I can actually eat a banana naturally now. It's like, yeah. you know, you, there's all these just conflicting messages that are just crazy. And now, because anyone can pick up a camera and kind of put themselves out there and be a voice of, you know, authority or self-imposed authority or whatever it is that people are just say, well, geez, that your man knows what he's talking about and can't have bananas now, mm. do you know, or whatever it might be. And it's, it's really confusing. So how do you pick that out? Because if you don't know, well, then you see, you go to someone with authority or mm. presumed authority, you'll watch their content and it's like, well, that's it now. Carbs are the devil. Yeah. Can't have them. Like, depending on who you look at. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so hard for you to pick out misinformation online if a person Jacked yeah, yeah, know. exactly. If a person doesn't have an understanding, how are they meant to pick out all of this, I suppose? And one really good example was, right, it was the other day, I don't know when actually he was on, but I saw there was a lot about him on social media. This fellow was on actually Rogan's, Joe Rogan's podcast. And he was going on about, uh, he was actually on about, he was a mashed banana again, actually. And he was explaining trying to get little science bits behind it and like it was just it was absolute rubbish but there was a guy I'm not sure if you're ever aware of him he's um, Dr. Ides is his name did you ever see him but he's an intelligent man right and he will reference a lot of studies and that right but he even extremely overcomplicated he was like this is actually kind of true and he was trying to say that when you break it down, when you break a banana down, that it's easier eat more of it. Like that is just that's just you're 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 overcomplicating things. Seriously, it's there. taking something small and oh, running a mile with it. Exactly. That like now there's people afraid to eat a banana. Yeah. Like and how ridiculous <laughs> is that? That like, you know, just if if it sounds ridiculous and if it sounds remotely extreme, mm-hmm. more than likely, it's a load of nonsense. Exactly. But like it it is because like I only know what I know, and if I bring my Jeep to the garage and there's something wrong with it, I'll just 
give it to the man in the garage because he has loads of other Jeeps that look like it outside and he's fixed them. Mm-hmm. And I'll just assume he can fix that as well too. So there is kind of a buyer beware element as well too that I should probably do more research on that. Mm. Ask for some referrals, some testimonials, get a bit of feedback, maybe look for some questions to ask on that. And yeah. that's something like I'd urge, I'd like people to question, question me, me more. Mm. You know, 100%, because I much prefer that as opposed to, uh, okay, I'll just sign up now and buy. Mm. Because like that's, I don't want people to do that. No. I want to make sure that it's, under, they understand what they're getting into, that they're involved in the process as opposed to just an impulsive response that I feel crap, you're going to make me feel better now. Yeah. Here's money, I'll take my abs now. Because the reality of it is that person will probably struggle a few weeks down the line anyway because they, you'll always know a person who's kind of ready to, I think mm. a person needs a bit of a mindset switch and a real want yeah. for a person to actually get a, get a bit of success in my opinion. I think the mind is one of the biggest things in a person achieving oh, fat loss huge. and someone not achieving fat loss. And I think you really need to be in a position where you're like, I'm going to change now. But at the same time, to get removed this all or nothing mindset, yeah. I think it's a killer for people. And it's only now I'm seeing more, working with more and more people. I'm like, God, this is actually, everyone mm. has the exact same trend. Yeah. Be it seeing a scale pop up one day, be it they miss, they go over their calories one day. You know what I mean? Mm. Feeling a bit fuller on a certain day, or a bit more bloat maybe on a certain day. You know, people mm. really think that everything is ruined, be it of a weekend or whatever. And they end up doing they write in the next two months off, you know? <laughs> yeah. But like, it's something we look at with people who sign up and maybe you'll start to take notice of this now after I mention it, but it's like looking at what time people sign up at, what time the emails come in at. Because like, there had to be some, we get a lot of signups on the weekend. Mm. We get a lot of signups later in the evening on the weekend. Mm. We're like, if you sign up at like one o'clock at night, we're like, what's happened to that person? Was there some moment where they just scroll on Instagram at one o'clock at night? I'm like, do you know what? One o'clock and I better sign up for a fitness program. True, true. There had to be something that happened that caused that cascade of a movement to say, I've had enough. Yeah. Whether it's going out and not feeling so hot in the dress or been turned down or been dumped or whatever it might be, usually involves that social circle or I've had enough of this shit with those guys. I'm sick of drinking, I'm sick of doing whatever. And now I need to change. Mm. There has to be some catalyst that caused that. We'll see normal people sign up. Don't say normal people, but people sign up on a Monday morning. Cool. Mm. But people who sign up on a Saturday night at three o'clock and they're not in Australia. (laughs) It's like, well, there's something probably happened there that was a catalyst for change. And they're the people who probably will get a greater transformation about it Mm. as well too, as opposed to, I want to sign up now, but I'll wait till Monday and start it. Yeah. Then there's a lot to do with that as well. And it's been able to get in with that and like find out what the reason was. Not poke and prod and like, you know, why, 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 why and do the Simon Sinek kind of thing. Yeah. That's cool. But like, if you can leverage off that, that little bit more, now you can really get change off people as well too. Mm. Because it isn't easy. Like if it was easy, that Everyone. obesity rating, we wouldn't be so high on it. Mm-hmm. Everyone would be lean and, you know, super happy and shredded and doing all that all the time. But it is difficult, but it's like being able to have that driver there to get you through times where you're not as motivated or not as like, you know, desire driven. Yeah to have that and that, that will create that bigger change for people then as well too. And that's the harder side that you have to have those awkward awkward conversations or difficult conversations with yourself about that change. Mm-hmm. But that is what will create real change. Yeah. And not just in the aesthetic, but it's the, like I said, if the mind isn't there, the body won't follow. Not a hope. That's where the mind goes, the body will follow. If you can get that in a better position, body goes straight away. Yeah, definitely. You know, Def- you see that's so easy with people to just transform, transform on a dime, you know. I agree. And it's actually like, I suppose, as you said there, let's say you're, for example, 22-year-old, 24-year-old, around that kind of bracket, you will always see that the person who is maybe 
44, 42, whatever it is, they will likely be, re- they, they will have gone through an awful lot more and they will be at a point where they're like, right, I need to get, put myself first here now. Do you know what I mean? And whenever someone does say even them words, I think it's a it's a massive step, isn't it? Mm. Because they're now realizing that they're doing it for, even if it's their kids, yeah. for their... Well, it's the young fella who's 22 that wants to go out and get shredded and get laid and I beat there or something like mm. that. That's cool. But he's only accumulating those experiences that the 44-year-old is after going exactly. through all them off. Yeah, yeah. And now he's had enough experience and enough time saying, <laughs> I felt crap enough for long enough because the young guy is invincible. He can get through that. That's fine. They get great transformations because they've nothing else to do other than get shredded and haven't had enough time messing themselves up yet in the process. Yeah, but yeah. it's that guy then at that point that's like, I've had enough of this. I don't have football to fall back on or I don't have the sports with the lads or whatever it might be. I need to change. Mm. And that's that driver. Because that's changed a lot for me since having the kid, since having Ava. Six months in now. And I'm there, geez, what is, what am I going to be like when I'm, what are the other dads going to be like when I drop Ava to school? You know, is there mm. going to be Am I going to be limping or because I've got a bad hip after training over the years or do I need to sort that out? Or, mm. you know, there's just all these questions you'll ask and you want to be the best version of yourself you possibly can be. Mm. Or I think you should try. So it's like, that's the catalyst for me. Yeah. It's like now instead of like, oh, I want to get bigger biceps or bigger chest or bigger arms, whatever it might be. The catalyst for me is like being a really good dad. Yeah. And how does my health and training culminate into a better version of that then as well too? Mm. And this can be that catalyst for people to change. And they mightn't have that yet. But when they do, it's like, ah, light bulb. Light bulb moment, yeah. And then yeah. everything is easier because you have that constant motivation there now as well. Getcha, you getcha. Know? And all that's so accurate, so mm. accurate. And yet it, you can even, I can even think of people coming into my head where I'm like, yeah, I, that's why, you know what I mean? People, mm. it's it's them light bulb moments. And um, one thing you said there, like you, you, your, your health, will be, you'll become more confident, et cetera. But like your aesthetics is only one part of it like isn't it you know and as you said there it's for the it's going to the feckin school whatever it is that actually makes a difference I suppose just kind of pushing on from that right you know I suppose you're someone who has gone through years of training years like proper hard training like you know what I mean just the benefits of resistance training for your 30 40 50 year old person like it's it's so beneficial isn't it it's massive beyond Um, just looking good yeah so like the predictors of kind of longevity in relation to that we can look at there's five uh, muscle mass VO2 max uh, lower limb strength grip strength and I'm going to forget the fifth something along mm-hmm. those lines mm-hmm. that they will be predictors of longevity or mortality from that point of view that when you get into being older less capable of resisting against slip strips and falls etc a weird statistic, very frightening statistic is that once you go over 65, if you break a hip, chances of lasting one more year are up to 40%. Stop. Yeah. I wasn't aware of that at all now. That's it's mad. 30, 30 to 40% is your chances of making it to your next birthday. If you break a hip after 65. Yeah. Because Jeez. now you're less independent, mm. less capable of washing, cleaning, getting up and down the stairs, Moving. being able to cook, clean, do all those things. So this is where all these reaction time was the other one, right? So that was the fifth. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if you slip, trip, fall, you can grip onto the railing, stop yourself from breaking that hip. If you've got the lower body strength and coordination, you won't fall in the first place. And this is where, like, we're trying to tell people Bulgarian split squats are great. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Not just to build a big arse, but it's like (laughs) to actually build a resilient one that you can now withstand all these 
and live a, a better quality of life, a longer quality of life. And it's like lifting weights is cool. Getting stronger is cool. But how strong do you need to be? You just need to be strong enough. Yeah. You know, you don't need, it, again, it goes to the point. I'm just after coming from a consultation with a surgeon because my shoulder's in bits from absolutely abusing myself for years with lifting super heavy. Just the balance. Yeah, thing. the same it thing. It was yeah. very imbalanced what I was doing because I was chasing a very extreme end goal. But when we're taking that middle of the road kind of goal, we don't have to get that strong where we're heaving around, sniff, sniffing, smelling saws before you're doing <laughs> sets and whatever it might be where you're lifting X amount of body weight. But it's like just being strong enough. Mm. And that will see you a massive way of that journey. You know, in, in terms of having uh, injury resilience, in terms of having enough strength to be able to get up and down the stairs, to be able to run after the kids or do that, whatever. Mm -hmm. it's, it's massively important. And again, like this is not like having to go to the gym five times a week. Just going to say it, yeah. Two to three times a week. Laughing. 20, 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. For most people, it's going to be more than sufficient. You yeah. don't have to go doing all the spin and hit classes and all the like triple drop sets on everything. Yeah. It's like, that's an, again, an extreme version of it. That if you're looking for those goals that are going to make you feel or those types of methods of training that are going to make you feel better, perform better for longer, it's, you know, just average kind of stuff. Yeah. Lifting some weights, being a little bit stronger, feeling a little bit better. Mm. And that's it. Excuse me. It doesn't have to be bodybuilding, but that's everyone's interpretation because your average Joe or Jane and a lot of the people we train won't put themselves up on social media. It's mm. very normal people. Of course, yeah. People who will put themselves up like me years ago where I'm like, Look at me picking up the 80 kilo dumbbells and pressing them. It's like, mm. that's just completely unrelatable. But that's, that's what they presume it is because that's what you see through social media as well too. As opposed to going in and doing some step ups, doing some leg extensions, a couple of curls. That's pretty much it. Yeah. People need to understand the social media is such a snippet. Like yeah. it's such a tiny snippet. Instagram reality. No one is going to be getting up with 80 kg dumbbells realistically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like unless they're putting like you worked like a madman to get to there. Like that's yeah, the reality. It just happened. You did yeah. just happen overnight. Like, no. you know, and I, f I, I definitely feel like it is getting a little bit better with your, even like your semi-private um, personal training, things like that. There's more people, there's more community aspects of it now mm -hmm. as well, I suppose. One thing that people, let's say you're, your female or even your male as well, actually, who is in your 40s, 50s, they are, I think, associate the likes of hit spinning with fat loss. And I think this is yeah. the actual proper issue that even if you say it deep down, they're thinking this is obviously going to be better for me because I'm going to be sweating more. My heart is going to be up. If you absolutely enjoy it, 100% fine. But mm. just understanding that how beneficial it is to put the body under a little bit of pressure, put the muscle under a little bit of pressure in regards to getting a little bit of stronger and building that resilience as you're saying. Yeah, it's, there's that saying about food. It's eat the food you like and the food that likes you. But this is like the same for training. It's like do the training you like, but the training that likes you. Mm. So it's like, is it actually complementing the goal that you're looking for? Is it in line with the goal of, okay, I want to improve my strength and my muscle mass? Is doing hit and burpees and going crazy five times a week doing that? Probably no, not, like, yeah. it's not. And no. again, like it's looking at, are you doing muscle building things? Are you eating sufficient calories? Are you not continually dieting all the time? That you can actually build some muscle as yeah. well too. It's taking periods of time away from that. There is a time and period for doing the more intense stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It needs to complement it. But the majority of your training should be in that kind of eight to 10, three sets. It's mm -hmm. a little bit boring, not overly sexy, but it's the stuff that works. Getting a little bit stronger and yeah. That's it. You know, and you're going to see great return. Then by all means, the way we used to set up our, my training when I was doing the group training in, in the gyms and stuff was like, there's wants and needs. And it's like, I get the 
clients, kids as we call them, uh, to eat the veggies mm-hmm. in the start, the, the potatoes and veggies. So you had all the, the unilateral work done, the step-ups, their split squats, their rows, everything else, that's cool. Then give them the little bit of primer at the end. Yeah. They go out the door, they feel really good, they got their heart rate up, they did enough, didn't do too much. Yeah. And now they feel better, as opposed to feeling trashed and too sore to run up the stairs after a little Timmy the next day and stuff yeah. like this as well. That's know? it. Again, it's it's that it's getting that little bit of a mixture. I will always say, right, let's say in the community that I have, let's say the, the group that I have, I will always say to them, I once a person understands the benefits of it all, then I am happy for a person to make that con- make that decision of what they want to do mm. that little bit more of, you know, and a lot of people then when they realize that it's separating when you're when they realize that hit, when they separate hit and spinning, let's say for you, I'm just, this is just an example. When they separate them two things, they're like, okay, resistance training is actually a bit more enjoyable here now because they're, I'll always try and say, separate your exercise and your fat loss. Obviously, they're going to cross mm. over a little bit, you know, but the fact of the matter is your fat loss is going to be down to your consumption of calories yeah. and your little, and your extra little bit of movement throughout your entire day. Isn't that mm. the reality? Pretty much, mm. you know, and, and this is the thing, and like, it, it's, it's boiling it back down to, again, you don't have to do that much. No, no, it's no. It's just no. continue. Like you're looking at three hours in the gym a week, four hours at the most. Yeah. Do a little bit of activity outside, looking after the other 23 hours more so. Because mm-hmm. they'd be like, you know, people go on to me about the most stupid things. It's like, oh, about the lap pull down. It has to be perfect. And blah, blah, oh, blah. Like, they, I see so that. I see that, right? <laughs> but it's like, what's the other 23 hours and 59 minutes of your day look like? Mm. That's the thing that's going to get to the result. Yeah. Not like the optimal position. And I anything that says optimal, I'm sorry for the optimal crew. It's just not optimal because... It all depends on a person. Like Absolutely. Circumstance, but lifestyle. Like, at the same thing, it's like, if someone doesn't enjoy doing lap pull downs, <laughs> not going to make them do it. Because it won't be consistent. If they prefer dancing in their garden in a hula hoop, have at it. Because it's movement. And they're going to enjoy it. And they're going to stay to it for longer. And this is like looking at the extreme versions of training and hit and all this crack. And just as a side note, if anyone thinks hit is enjoyable, come down to my garage. I will put you through a proper hit session and you will not enjoy it. That's the thing. And I'll be like, it, it has to be horrible and brutal to actually work. And, you know, it shouldn't be less than 40 minutes. Anyway, um, Side tangent. Well, that's that. a good one, actually, because I don't, and people listening here won't understand that. No. They won't understand what true hit training is. It's horrible. It's brutal. But you see, yeah. any class that's marketed as hit, it's it's not the true no. hit. That it's it's mid, medium intensity. Exactly. Interval training, whatever. But uh, we, we digress. But yeah, we can stay on the hit thing for a minute. Yeah. Because yeah. like, it is quite topical. And it's like, again, if people enjoy doing those classes, by all means. By all means. All but, but don't don't be fooled into the thing of like thinking that lifting really light weights and doing loads of reps and jumping around and going crazy is going to build muscle tissue or burn a lot of fat. Sweat doesn't result in more fat loss. Uh, people will equate that as well too. And I don't want to remove the, the idea of you have to still work hard, but don't correlate calories burnt or looking at your Fitbit or looking at your smartwatch, whatever it might be to say, look, 600 calories burnt success. Mm. Because in the reality of it, it's it's not going to make a difference if you're still going out on the weekend getting mashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're missing the bigger picture. 100%. And, and this is where it all adds up to the cumulative efforts over the week and the long game of the averages with all that as well too, to the, the greater outcome of it. Mm-hmm. So like, again, maybe that keeps you in tune for the day going in and training really, really hard in the morning time and you'll, you'll follow through with your diet that little bit more. But if it's making you too sore, it's making you recover poor, sleep is off and everything because of that, is it complement the goal? No. No. That's a fact. Yeah. Because like we, we, we live in this like continually high stress environment. 
training is also a stressor. Adding even more stress in, it's like into the same bucket, like hit, like the hit bucket, and you just pour a bit of petrol in onto the body on yeah. top of the hit bucket, and it's like that's not complimenting the goal. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. And like the fact of the matter is, like a lot of people who are doing that real, real high intensity stuff consistently, they are probably people who struggle to be consistent with it long term as well. Mm. And I think again, it does come back to the fact that they're associating with fat loss. So then when maybe a person will achieve fat loss as a byproduct of it, because they're probably looking after their, their food to some extent, mm-hmm. maybe if they know it or they don't know it, they're, they're, they're consuming less than they're expending whether they know it or not. But when that is over, then when fat loss is at a point where they're not in that desperate desperate want for change, they're like maybe throw to the wayside. Mm-hmm. Whereas if a person looks at their exercise as having way more benefits than just change their body composition or, 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 or losing body fat, Fa- they're, they're far more likely to be consistent. Yeah, it's night and day then with that as well too. But like, again, there's so many misunderstandings. There's so many misconceptions around that. There's so much misinformation and I'm trying to make sure we put it across in a way that's not even more confusing. For yeah, absolutely. Well too, yeah. Because it, it, again, can be absolutely confusing with that from that point of view with it. So the more we can simplify it and peel it back and just say, okay, can you move a little bit more? Can we mind your calories that little bit more over a seven day period, not just the mm-hmm. Monday to Friday, you know, Monday to Friday. <laughs> I'll always try out those numbers. Friday, Saturday, Sunday is 42% of the yeah, day. Yeah. <laughs> the other is the, the, the portion everyone looks at. But if we can start to look at that grander scheme of the picture, everything else is relevant. Mm, exactly. That's the cumulative total of all that effort. It doesn't have to be so intense. Yeah. That's that's it. And it's, again, find something you can actually be, it, it, you need to be able to be consistent with it for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And that comes as well for even maintaining them results that you're going to get through fat loss as well. Like, it's just, be, well, just once you reach a fat loss goal. You can't revert back to that You can't just go back. Like, and that's the, what you do throughout fat loss, you have to keep 95% of that stuff up bar you'll be able to have a little bit more food you know what I mean yeah. you have to keep your daily movement up you have to keep your training up you know what I mean yeah, but if you want to keep feeling better like you've achieved the, the, the feeling of better don't go on doing that by oh well I can go go back out drinking now and I can you can do all those things but still it's moderation it's keeping that balance it's not going back to an imbalanced version of that as well where you go from training your absolute head off and that's imbalanced and there you go to just partying on the weekend non-stop to the other side of balance you're going to undo that straight away that's exactly it yeah. that's exactly but it's, it but it's those habits that you want to lock in as opposed to again purely looking at fat loss as a result and the positive outcome of it if I get someone to change their habits but they don't necessarily change all the body weight over X amount of weeks I'm much happier with that definitely as opposed to someone who loses 20 kilos but gains zero habits in the process because they just turned into a monk and switched off their WhatsApp group chats or whatever and it's like they didn't go out on the weekend anymore. But now when they go back into normality, they can't handle that. Yeah. Because Larry's not there. That's a major failure. Literally. Because it is of no benefit. Mm-hmm. Cool, you lost the weight, but now you're 25 kilos heavier after losing 20. Exactly. You're five kilos worse off. Because you only purely looked at the weight being the success as opposed to the long-term habit installation. And that's the bigger difference between that sustaining those mm-hmm. or not. So important. And that's mm. where a person will see. That's where I suppose that person who who enjoys seeing their lifts go up, enjoys seeing their runs maybe improve or mm. whatever it is, you know, when they have a few different metrics of success, they're, they're not putting all their happiness into one number yeah. on a scale, you know, and you, you need to look further, don't you? Mm. Pushing on from that, Larry, actually, I suppose it actually leads into a good point, actually. It's just a person who is maybe struggling a little bit with gym anxiety who's like, right, how do I even step foot in the gym for the first time ever? Mm. What would you say to a person like that? 
It's a very scary environment. 100%. Even when I go into even a new gym, I'll feel, you know, you'll be looking mm. around a little bit because you won't have a clue where you're going. You won't have a clue where this is that. You'll look. you feel like you're looking like an idiot. The worst yeah. actually was the other day, I was just doing, it was a new gym there in Galway. It's a warehouse, but I was mm. actually recording in there. And I had done, I had my own studio there for a while, but mine's all online now. Okay. And I had, I was so comfortable recording in my own in my own gym. Yes. So I was in this gym. There was people doing sessions. Like it's a massive big gym. So it's ideal. But at the same time, there's a fella on the bench press kind of beside me. And I was there chatting to camera with me fucking robe mic. I obviously had the camera on him or anything mm. like that. But I was like, is he listening to me now? Kind of, you know. Yeah. You're, but that's obviously. A, 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 you, you'll be a conscious of it. But like, see, the thing that trainers um, lose the idea of is that that's our environment. Mm-hmm. We love being there. That's the thing. There's a reason that the client has got out of shape. It's because they love not being there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They love being somewhere else more. Yeah. So when you go into that, it's like, I don't know, having a, a fear of being on a dance floor and you get thrown onto a dance floor in the middle mm-hmm. of a nightclub that's full of people giving it socks. It's the worst place you could possibly be. Literally, yeah. And this is no different than going into the, the gym. Mm. Because again, you're, you're there, you feel a bit clueless, you feel a bit self-conscious. Just anyone that's feeling self-conscious, everyone is also feeling self-conscious. So they're too busy paying attention to themselves mm-hmm. and thinking about what everyone else thinks about to actually pay attention to you. Mm-hmm. So this is the whole thing with that. So never worry about that. But again, easier said than done. Of course. Um, I think getting into the gym for the first time, uh, a very good way to do so is to, to go into a group PT environment or into a community-based environment or a smaller gym. There's a lot of like smaller community gyms. If you go into some of the bigger chain gyms uh, around the city here, you have 30,000 plus members in some of those. Mm. It's wild. Absolutely bananas. And you'll have people from all sorts of walks of life doing stuff. And that, it, it can be po- massively positive and beneficial when you start off in that small group style gym. So I'll give you a story from that. We, I would have trained uh, a lot of um, 40s, 50s, 60 year olds in a, a private PT studio that we were in. I went out on my own and a lot of them fortunately came with me and we were now operating from a commercial uh, open gym. I was renting space in there. And this was coming from a gym where you put the weight down really slowly and you don't bang it because they're very expensive oh, yeah, dumbbells. Yeah. And you put the plate down slowly and et cetera, et cetera. We walked in, I was giving them the show around. And there was guys doing Olympic lifting. And they were just snatching the bar overhead and just dropping yeah, it. And there was yeah. noise and clanging and there was chalk everywhere. And these women who were Sniffing really... Saws. <laughs> Power lift just lifting 350 kilos and stuff like that. So it was bananas. And the, the dumbbells had gone from like being 45 pounds, you know, 70 pounds, 80 pounds to 80 kilos. Mm. Huge difference. It was like, and there was like people walking around who could lift them as well too compared to like the other ones being the heavy dumbbells in the gym. And they were like, holy shit, what's going on here? That guy just let that, is he a lunatic? <laughs> he must be on steroids. He threw the bar on the ground. You yeah, know, this kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And it's like all this kind of crap, but that's the environment they were used to. Mm. So again, it's just stretching that comfort zone that little bit more. But we were able to show them that it was absolutely safe. And next thing they were talking to them and all having a crack. Because again, it can be very in- intimidating at the start. But again, they're just normal people chasing normal goals exactly. as well too. Or maybe bigger goals. But you'll actually find as you go into a gym that you'll, if you go with the right approach, that you'll start to see the possibilities. Because now all of a sudden, okay, there's the big guy who, you know, swole to bits and lifted everything. But then there's also that small shy girl in the corner who's lifting weights and doing things and mm. very similar to yourself maybe a couple of months further down the line and if you stop paying attention to people who are doing all the big stuff and all that impressive stuff and looking at the other people as well you'll actually see well they're very similar to me mm. and I can do that as well too because 
you're unrelatable to the people who are like extreme experts in it. Again, if I was to go uh, bring an accountant into the gym who's never been into the gym for the very first time and I sit him down and I go and tell him everything's all right, it's going to be a very intimidating environment perhaps, right? Mm. If he brought me into his office, I would find that a very intimidating environment. Because I haven't a clue what to do. Yeah. Right, I sit at the desk there, get to work. Okay? <laughs> yeah, what, what do I do? do? Yeah. Uh, what's, what's this button do? Does it blow up the building? What are, like, you don't know what it is, and right? And the new is going to be... And it's a challenge, but we just, again, it's like looking at, okay, you've had a success for, uh, a blueprint for success here. How do we adapt that and change it into the different lifestyle that you're looking to do, much like we said at the start? So it's like, okay, how can we make that environment more enjoyable, less intimidating for Maybe go at times that are a little bit quieter. Maybe just stretch the boundaries that a little bit more. Maybe try out a different machine. Maybe get an introduction from an instructor that's there. Mm, I think that's People important very one. helpful. You know, and, and people want to help you and yeah, they're probably going to try upsell you to the personal training package yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But just go through for the in, in uh, the induction and like get a, a figure out how to press the button or where that machine is or where the toilets are or whatever because the last thing you want to do is feel like a headless sheep. Yeah. You know, something I'll say to people in the start is like, just go in and use a piece of cardio equipment because mm-hmm. you can just stand there Have a look and around. And you can absorb the environment. You'll know where you're going in the next day. Exactly. And then you just go a bit further, try another machine, another machine. It's, it's, and it's, again, you just reduce the overwhelm. It's like, could you go in on that treadmill for 20 minutes? Yeah, cool. Yeah. Do it. Can yeah. you go on to the next machine for five minutes? Cool. Do that. Mm. You don't have to go in and do it all. Yeah. And it, it, again, reduces that frustration, reduces that anxiety, reduces that stress around it. Mm. But again, it's understanding that people are so caught up in themselves that they won't be paying attention to you. Yeah, that's the fact you know? of the matter. And a person needs to understand that everyone is going to the gym actually for very similar reasons to, pers- to to yourself or whatever. Do you a, know? A, a variety of reasons, uh, to be honest. Yeah. Because you have people who are dealing with uh, exercise as a coping mechanism for depression or for loneliness or for yeah. personal development or just to get as big as humanly possible or to get as strong as humanly possible or to have that social interaction as well too mm-hmm. and, and a sense of community. So there's many different avenues that it will come from, but everyone is just there to get a little bit better and feel better. Yeah, and that's the reality of it. And that's a really important thing for a person to not let that actually go over your head either because some of these things do go over people's heads. Mm. Another good way as well is I would stand by massively is just actually asking an instructor for help. You're unfortunately probably in the odd gym. You maybe might not have the most friendly people. We don't know, right? Yeah. But more, majority of places... I'd imagine they're going to be very approachable for any client. I said that, like I've had, let's say on any, for a lot of online clients who maybe are kind of new to the gym, I would actually say to them, okay, show them this program and actually get that person to actually kind of show you the places because they're more than happy to help. You know hmm. what I mean? Because they don't, like, that's actually probably one of the more enjoyable parts of, of, well, of their job. They're either going to be doing that or wiping down a treadmill that's, that's or changing bins or doing something. So like they're looking for something to do. They may not look the most approachable. They may be all standing around the desk doing whatever, but it's like, got a minute to give me a hand? Yeah. Cool. And yeah, they will. And definitely. like, again, like, but this is the people that, it's the thing that people struggle with is asking for help. Mm, yeah. You know, and it, like they, they've broken the first line by maybe asking us to, to coach them because the online thing is becoming quite popular now because people actually don't have to have that interaction. That's they feel true. like they're talking to a robot or whatever it might be. There's actually a person on the other side of the email, I, me and you, but it's like, they can shy away from the face-to-face stuff. And people are very introverted now, particularly after lockdowns and stuff like that as well mm. too. And they might be a little bit shy or embarrassed about that. But it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to, you know, go up and say to someone, it's like, okay, you've, you've paid to use the equipment. You might as well learn yeah, how to yeah, use it yeah. as well too, right? Even if it's fucking, no, exactly how to use it and how this one works. Because like, we'd probably go into a gym and it might be different type of equipment and mm. some of them, you have to kind of alter things a little bit yeah. different. So, it's it's new to everyone, you know mm. what I mean? So if it's even them small, simple things where it's like, right, 
how do I change this seat or how do I change yes. that? Because there are things that people are like, oh, I don't know how to use well, that I'll, thing. I'll just and that's the feel uncomfortable and I'll do it anyway. Exactly. And I'll just get off it as quick as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people will help, like people mm. will help. I suppose, Larry, for yourself, I suppose you're you're obviously busy. You're, you're obviously you have family life. You have child. Have you one or two? One. One. Um, and obviously you have a business. Mm. How are you managing things and how is... How's life, I suppose, the moment for you? We're we're very fortunate that we have it set up in a way that works very well for us. We've yeah. kind of designed a certain lifestyle that we want to have. Um, we're coming again from that kind of health and fitness background. So it kind of just slots in exactly. quite easily for us. We'll set it up for that. But there's still the real world stresses of bills, of ensuring the work is done, ensuring that, you know, we get Ava to swim in on a Saturday and I bring her on a Wednesday, ensuring that myself and Kate have some downtime. Yeah. Ensuring that you know, we, we moved home to be close to my folks as well. And it's ensure that we're spending time with them. And there's mm. a lot of, you're wearing a lot of different hats. Yeah. So it's, it's ensuring that you kind of a lot time in the right areas where you're not just filling it with distractions and noise and everything yeah. else as well too. And it, it's put like, I like to plan my week out, but I'll plan it around stuff I want to do. Yeah. And stuff I'd like to do as opposed to, and I'm just going to fill it with horrible stuff and be like, oh, look at that diary. And it's like, oh, there's so much crap in there. Yeah. Put something in that you're actually looking forward to in it as well too. Like, okay, I'll get to go out fishing for a couple of hours or I get to do a little bit of archery or get to do a little bit of downtown decade or doing whatever as opposed to just work, 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 work. Mm-hmm. Planning in all the work all the time. It's just miserable, isn't it? Like looking at that of a yeah. Sunday evening like I leading to Monday. I do it, but mm-hmm. I'm going to plan in all the fun stuff around it as well too. Yeah. And actually a lot that. And I've, I know on Wednesday at 12 o'clock, I'm going to be in the pool with Ava. So yeah. I booked it in. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, oh, should we go whenever? Yeah. You know, so now we have this fun time booked in and like that allows it to be far more manageable and it allows things to flow a little bit easier. Yeah. That there's a, a blessing and a curse with self-employment because you, you're the one who you're responsible to yourself. 100%. And you can take the few hours off if you want. But, you but the work still has to be done at some mm. point, right? So you can't just continually, and that's like the laptop lifestyle and everyone thinks the, the allure of it is that. Yeah. The work still has to be done. It just can be done at different times. Yeah. You don't have to travel to an office to do it. So there is a lot of uh, relatability with that. We probably have less structure than other people would because you've got your nine to five, your Monday to Friday, and you're you're able to work around the gym at those times or, you, you know, this is the night you go shopping or whatever it might be. And when you have that structure, you can work everything around it quite easily as well too. But people just think that they can't fit stuff in. And this is where that overwhelm comes or like, how am I going to fit in those 10,000 steps a day or how am I going to fit in those five sessions a week? And, and then do none. None. Mm. Because they create too big a thing about exactly. it. Exactly. It's like, okay, where do I have an opportunity to actually do some or, you know, where can I pull some time back? That's mm-hmm. where I look all the time. Um, my thing is not to be, right, I do want to be financially well off and financially secure, but I want to be time rich. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I look at where I can pull time back. My thing was, I used to see how much work I could fit into my week. Mm-hmm start at half three in the morning, go to bed at 11 o'clock at night for a long time, right? That's probably got us a little bit more of where we are now, but mm. there was zero fun stuff planned. Mm. It was just work. And it was like, oh, team, no sleep. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Not beneficial to a real life at all. Okay, when you're younger, you can build that up. But it's like, as you start to get more responsibilities and stuff like that as well too, now you have to start delegating your time and like pulling that back. And only given, like I'm, I'm really selfish with my time. If I wasn't interested in having a conversation with you, I would not have been here today. Yeah, 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 I get you. You know, because like there's a lot of time out of the day and same with uh, doing podcasts and stuff this morning as well too, that I'm very selfish with my time. Mm. And if I don't enjoy being in someone's presence, they just won't get my time. Yeah. And I think that's 
zero. I've, I've zero to be gained from it, you know? Mm. And it's like, if I don't enjoy the thing I'm going to do, it's a, it's it's either like, I'll put stuff down, it's like either hell yes or hell no. Mm. And Good idea, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, if it's not an immediate yes, it's an immediate no. And this is how I would like the people to look at their week and kind of stuff because, again, they feel they have to go out on the weekend just to be with the crew or they feel they have to do these different things. It's just a massive waste of time. Yeah. Do yeah. stuff they don't want to do. Literally. Not getting time to do the stuff they want to do then. For a lot of people, it's pleasing other people in, in a way, isn't it? It afraid, is pleasing. afraid to say no. No. Yeah. You have to be able to say mm. no, don't you? And like, as well, even for me, I suppose, I'm just, I suppose, kind of crossing over there a little bit, like over the past kind of year and a half of that, like there was an awful things I would have probably said no to realistically mm. because it was like my own, only priority was obviously the business and just getting that up and running properly. You know what I mean? So that literally took priority. There was some things that did not take priority and I don't want anyone to listen in here who is a mother of three and be like, this lad's trying to relate. I'm actually not <laughs> saying that out before anyone goes attack me. I am basically saying that for example, my even training and took a little bit of a backseat, but it didn't totally disappear. You know what I mean? It was still two solid sessions a week, for example. It was still looking after my nutrition, but I wasn't aiming to get this unbelievable physique at the time. You know what I mean? Because yes. things are just, just, things are going to take a little bit more priority, mm. but it's about trying to just not write off everything else and not writing off your health, you know? Well, that's the thing. You, you can't diet or train 52 weeks a no. year anyway. And there's going to be periods of time and for those who are parents or who are doing whatever other time-restricted things, right, yeah. as well, too, you're going to have periods where you can dedicate more to that and you're going to have periods where you're going to need to dedicate more of yourself to work yeah. and to holidays and to family life and relationships. And it's just, it's putting them into phases and understanding that, well, okay, I actually can't diet for 20 weeks straight. Yeah. I need to take a diet break here in the middle. Yeah. As opposed to, well, I can't do it all, so what's the point in doing it? And it's just being able to peel it back that little bit. Okay, I'm a really busy week this week. And a lot of what I'll do with clients is like time management as well. I'm like, okay, what's feasible? What's actually doable next week? Mm -hmm. Because the plan says four sessions, but your diary says two. Yeah. Because now, like, and now there's this pass fail. Well, if I can't do two, there's no point in doing any. But you can just reinforce that habit. Go for 20 minutes. Yeah. Do something, cast a vote in the right direction, as opposed to, well, I didn't train now, so I'll sack off and I'll, I'll get dominoes or whatever. But it's now like you're reinforcing those habits but then when the green light comes for the clear weeks, drop the hammer, mm -hmm. crack on. Exactly. And it's this lifestyle reinforcement that you're doing then as well, as opposed to, again, this all or nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's the, the biggest gap. That's what I'm trying to drive home to people as well. It's look at that week that's ahead of you because you're only setting yourself up for disappointment. If obviously, if, the, if a person comes on, they say they're highly motivated, right? They say, I want five sessions a week. I'm like, you don't. This isn't going to be realistic. You likely pull it back a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, because... The best thing that a person can do, in my opinion, is see at the end of each week and be like, right, that was a lovely success. I ticked off the boxes that I set out for myself. But if you set out unrealistic things, the best to look to you, you know, it's, it's going to be extremely challenging and you're setting yourself up for disappointment even in yourself because mm -hmm. there's going to be that sense of, oh, I didn't do everything that I wanted to do, you know. So yeah. set yourself up for a bit of a win. And I, I would always say to a person that maintenance sometimes is making progress. Absolutely. And it's not always fat loss, fat loss, fat loss. And it's, uh, so many people aren't even aware of really what maintenance is either. And mm. uh, like a lot of people recently there, let's say, in, in let's say the group there that I have, right? A lot of people were like, oh, the last few weeks I've been extremely busy in that. And I would be like, right, okay, let's just look at maintaining things here now. We will then, end of October, we'll have six weeks of Christmas. As you said there, the thing you said, drop, drop the hammer, yeah. Mm. And then you'll be in a lovely position come Christmas and then, enjoy your Christmas and that and have the little bit of uh, the social events or whatever. But then from January, then you can push on again. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's 
I, I call it fat loss forecasting. So it's yeah. like looking at that and actually saying, okay, is this feasible right now? Yes or no? And do we need to put in here? But then you've also, okay, it's no longer 20 weeks that I have to diet. I'm only doing three. Break it. And then I put it into a break again. Because now three is far more doable. And then we go, okay, we're going to pause it for a week because I'm going away for three days on that. Cool. Bring it back up then push on again. Mm-hmm. As opposed to it's, it's two step forward, stand still. Instead of two step forward, three step back. Yeah. And again, it's, it's, it's far easier. And again, it sounds really simple and it sounds really yeah. doable and it sounds really appealing. And people are, no, nah, well, I just still need to go keto. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I need to go do more. It's that little voice. It's that small snippet that it's more overcomplicated. Mm-hmm. It's the simple things done consistently, but obviously then with lifestyle and that, them simple things sometimes are a little bit difficult, but that's where you need to understand that you don't have to do absolutely everything every single week, yeah. you know, it's... It's understanding you're not a full-time athlete. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. it's also for the coach then as well, if someone's being coached, to manage those expectations and actually set it out realistically for mm-hmm. it. Because if not, it's just a recipe for failure. Mm-hmm. And the easier you can make it, the, the more success, the more momentum you can build, now the greater the return is. The greater the buy-in then as well too. Yeah. As opposed to if I make it super hard and create tons of overwhelm, you're not going to do it mm. and you're not going to be able to sustain that for long enough if you do start doing it yeah so it's now small wins just clock it up clock it up and it's this snowball effect now all of a sudden stuff that was really hard to do is now a lot easier now you can layer it up a little bit more perhaps yeah. and that's just again just progressing the whole thing um it, it will get to a point where we do create that success i, I feel and it, i i think there's a lot more people preaching that as well too in the industry now at the yeah minute. and it is moving in a better direction for sure there's always going to be those distractions and a bit of noise that's mm-hmm. there. But there is now, again, thankfully through, you know, social media is a blessing and a curse, but there's like yourself with a very large platform who can mm-hmm. get a large word out there and really like spread it to a lot of people and drown the noise of all the other noisy, Eaches. noisy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, and it just, it does get that better across as well too. So that's, you know, it's something I'm excited about. Like we, we spoke about how it's, like we it, we can make it sound all doom and gloom and like that it's horrible and gonna be really hard and tough and crazy, but like mm. it doesn't have to be as well too. No, you know. Yeah, that's a fact. I to be honest, I really enjoy that. To be honest, mm. for yourself, Larry, I suppose what is the plan with things? I suppose just to round it up, I suppose what's the plan? Business is there anything on keep, the horizon? Keep doing what just we're keep doing. And, yeah. yeah, because like what we're doing works. Like we don't need to try and reinvent the wheel. Yeah, yeah. We we found. Uh, a formula that works really, really well. It suits people's lifestyle with the affiliate that we have. And that has been, you know, it's kind of like, it, it, to me, it's a red flag if someone is like coming out with something new all the time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because you can only sell shit once. So now they have to try sell different shit each time. So like for me, it's been working really, really well. And I've looked at it several times. Okay, and it's like, do we need to shift things around? Do we need to move things? And I'm like, no, because it's, it's just working mm. well. And it's always good to look as well, like, and see, mm. is there any little bits of improvement and stuff yeah. to make as well, do you know? It's vastly different to what I would have done over the years and it's evolved all the time. And I think in five years time, we'll look back and say, well, actually, yeah, we do need to change that altogether. But mm. right now it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's doing the thing. But like, again, people have this uh, thing that they have to do more, do more, do more, do yeah. more. You know, so again, looking at like our lifestyle, like last year we got married, this year we've had a baby. So like, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. So we had to like pull it back just a little bit and say, well, actually, we can take on this extra role of being uh, the married couple or the husband and wife and the the father and the mother and all this stuff now as well too. And we can like really try like push things on super hard and just absorb all this extra stress that's unnecessary mm. or just coast and enjoy yeah. that process as well too of these new uh, avenues that we're going down. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I want to be able to do that. So if anything, we're 
ever so slightly just pulling it back. Yeah. So we can actually enjoy it that little bit more. Of course. Because it's been like, we've been going hard for a long time with it. I, yeah. So now I want to be able to just take stock and pull it back that little bit. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, let's progress the, the financial numbers all the time. And yeah. it has to be like percentages open, like Gary V hustle nonstop. I'm like, no, this is much like the dieting. This is a maintenance phase for us right mm -hmm. now. There's going to be loads of times where we can win the growth. But again, it's understanding that this is completely okay to do that. Because yeah. people worry about this like stagnation and like, oh, we're going to go stale and like stay in the same place. Everyone else will move forward. Never. I'm, if you're I'm getting, not watching everyone else. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, I'm watching what we're doing and enjoying what we're doing. I will always be, I suppose in the game we're in as well, a really good feedback is, are the people enjoying it? Are they getting results? If that's happening, I don't think you're going to ever go too far wrong realistically, are we? No, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You right? know what so I mean? Like, that's why I look yeah. at that as well now, to be honest. That's yeah, and it's like, yeah, the, the further, like we'll just keep moving further away from extremes and we'll keep simplifying it. And it's like, that's, yeah. I'm just going to stay true to that. So yeah. that that's, that's our plan essentially over the next while. Let's keep doing exactly as we are. Savage, mm. savage. That's absolutely class. Mm. Larry, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram. Uh, Larry Doyle Coaching is uh, my handle. Um, pretty active there and like uh, always responsive to DMs and stuff. So if anyone ever wants to reach out or if they've got some questions off this or anything they want to know more, just shoot me yeah. a DM. We're there. Deadly stuff. Larry, thanks a billion. I really enjoyed that now. Thanks yeah, very much for coming pleasure. on. Thank, Thank you. you. So that was a cracking conversation with Larry and I really enjoyed it myself and I actually learned an awful lot from it. If you want to find out more about myself or Larry, I'm going to leave our Instagram handles in our show notes. Thanks very much for listening and I'll see you in the next one.